You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Detroit Tigers. I am joined, as I am each and every week, by Jason Beck, and we are live at Progressive Field here where the Tigers uh, wrapped up was really back uh, a really difficult week. A lot of missed opportunities uh, since we last spoke. Uh, the Tigers uh, had the four-game set against the Twins, which they uh, split, and then came to Cleveland and, and dropped the series against the Indians uh, when they still had, you know, some hope of uh, climbing back in the division race. So now, uh, you know, focus turns to the wild card. But just kind of reflecting on the on the way the last week has gone, it's it's been a frustrated clubhouse, I'm sure. Yeah, I think you can even go a little bit further back than that and go back to going into that uh, weekend series with Baltimore, right. thinking that. You know, this was a chance for the Tigers to control their destiny and really put themselves in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. And now they come out of Cleveland, and really they're on the outside looking in. Um, it's still within reach. They can certainly make up you know, deficit, but now you've got so much more company in that wild card race. Division, you know, basically it's something absolutely insane would have to happen. And if any team knows about insane things happening in division races, it's the Tigers considering <laughs> you know, some of their absolutely. races with the Twins over the years. But it's uh, really a lot of things turned. And I, you've gone from a team that had its postseason fate in its own hands to a team that, A, needs a lot of help even if things go right, and B needs to reverse a lot of trends in order to get things straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the loss Saturday in, in Cleveland, uh, where Carlos Carrasco, the, the tribe starter, gets uh, hit on the hand on the second pitch of the game, and Indians have to go to their bullpen for every out of the ball game. Justin Verlander pitches so well, and the Tigers still lose that one in extra innings. That was a, a particular bummer in this 2016 season. Yeah. I'm not really one to, to use one game to encapsulate a season. I, I like to think that I almost think of it as like chapters in a book, and it's just way too big to you know whittle everything down to the, that small of a span. But really, it, it kind of does the feeling coming out of that game. I think kind of encapsulates yeah. what the, what the season has felt like for the Tigers because they've struggled to find everything going right. Or, or more than one facet of the game going right at one time. And to squander a game like that just feels almost criminal for this team, especially when you consider that, yeah, it, was, it basically ended up being a Johnny Holstaff game, a bullpen game for the Indians. And aside from a couple rallies, it's not just that, you know, if they'd had a bunch of scoring opportunities, they couldn't convert any of them, that'd be one thing. But really, they only had like a couple runners in scoring right. position, yeah. which was the crazy part in a game when it was basically strung together from one reliever to another. And for this offense, which had shown signs of life and you know really good signs for a good long stretch of August and into September and just needed some better pitched games to give them a chance, for that thing to flip on them like that is just... Oh, it, it's really the height of frustration, I think, for not just for a lot of Tigers fans, I think for a lot of players themselves. I think the, the frustration you got from talking with guys like Victor Martinez after that game was, was you know, really, that, that's as frustrating as we, we've heard some guys all year. Yeah, you mentioned, I mean, Vic has, has had his struggles here uh, this last month, the offense in general, uh, that was 
you know, that was an extreme example, but the, the offense has just been scuffling here down the stretch. Yeah, and I think that when you have a stretch where, you know, 19, 20 games, whatever it is now, where the Tigers went without a win for one of their starting pitchers, there's two facets in play there. First of all, the starting pitching has been inconsistent. But secondly, when they've got good starts, like what they got out of Verlander, what they got out of Matt Boyd a week or so ago, uh, another Verlander starter too. Daniel Norris's really solid start against the Twins a week ago. They haven't gotten the offensive support, or if they have, it hasn't come until late. They've really struggled to hit early in games, and it's really kind of weird the way it's come together. Because this used to be a team, even earlier in the year, where they could rock a starter. And then once the team went to their bullpens, they seemed to have trouble hitting the relievers. Well, then on Saturday, they have a game entirely composed of relievers, and they can't hit any of them, which is just kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, It's been a frustrating month, and then part of the frustration is when we went into the month, it was easy to look at the Tigers and say, well, on paper, there's some dangerousness there if they can get uh, Jordan Zimmerman back healthy and and, uh, helping that rotation, if they can get Nick Castellanos back healthy and and helping that middle of the lineup. But here we are, you know, getting in late in the month, and neither of those guys are, uh, you know, back active with this team. Zimmerman, of course, uh, pitched the side session last week, and we'll throw another one on Tuesday. And Castellanos had a setback in his recovery, actually against Zimmerman in that side session, and uh, just didn't feel right in that one. And, and now he's in Florida, uh, you know, trying to get back on track and get back in this lineup. Uh, just assess those two uh, situations on the injury front. Yeah, they're kind of silver reminders of how when you hear timetables for recovery, they're ideal targets as opposed <laughs> right. to hard and set dates, uh, especially for you know a guy like Castellanos. You've got to have that hand right to feel comfortable to play. I think we've we've seen that from other guys before. It took J.D. Martinez a little bit longer than some people expected to recover from from his in you know from the uh, broken finger. And but when he did, he was able to hit like gangbusters. But it took him longer to get the timing back, and it took a rather extended rehab assignment mm-hmm. for him to do that because of the timing of. You know, when Castellanos did this, that lengthy rehab assignment isn't an option. There's no place to put him, so he's got to. They have to find ways to simulate live pitching for him, and just the lateness of it, and the sense of urgency, it just it hasn't come together like they hoped. And you wonder now if you're going to see him again this season, or if you do, what role? I think it speaks volumes that. They seriously looked at signing a guy like Billy Butler mm-hmm. to provide a bat off the bench before you know, Butler was able to find a little bit of a bigger role with the Yankees. I think that shows that, yeah, it's, they, they were hoping to get Nick back, but they knew that this was going to take longer or this was becoming a slower process. Zimmerman's been, I mean, really, Zimmerman's been a frustrating case since he first won a DL uh, you know, in June. It's really been, he hasn't seemed right you know, whether it's the neck or, or whatever, the back, you know, whatever injury you want to pin on it. It just, he hasn't seemed to be that guy who looked so dominant for the first six weeks of the season. And it's just, it took that reversal, almost Shane Green-like, if you remember what Shane sure. Green was like last year, yeah. 
only you're seeing it from a more established veteran starter and a guy who's, while he just turned 30, he's a little bit older. So you kind of wonder, you worry if this is a sign of, of things to come down the road, although Zimmerman historically, despite the, the Tommy John history, has been a relatively healthy guy. But now you're, you're looking at a guy who, while he's able to pitch, he's struggling to pitch effectively, he's struggling to be consistent in his delivery after all the tweaks and everything he's had to make, and he's struggling to, to get the arm strength back. So it's he's another guy you wonder if they don't make a move towards getting back even or, or right into the thick of, of this race or a little bit closer, you wonder if you'll see him again, especially with that middle start in uh, Minnesota now with TBA. Gosh, I'm just thinking back to writing a column about Zimmerman when he was uh, 5-0 and with a 0.55 ERA. That feels like multiple seasons ago, let alone this season. That's crazy. Um, Fulmer, Michael Fulmer, uh, they've obviously uh, tweaked his schedule along the way here in the second half, but they are going to stop skipping him. Uh, and, and just let him ride it out as they are in this wild card chase. But, you know, we saw here in Cleveland on, on Friday night, there's there's some worry that, that he's kind of running on fumes at this point in his rookie year. Yeah, the velocity's still strong. It really hasn't been a noticeable dip. Uh, even the other night, you know, there was still strength in that fastball. It seems like the secondary pitches are where he's getting hurt. That change of speeds is no longer really throwing guys off, especially... You know, here it seemed like the Indians were right on the changeup. They they didn't really have a whole lot of swings and misses. They shrugged off pitches that were off the plate, and that's a bad sign for them because as strong as that fastball is, as big of a you know a, a guy as he is and able to to maintain velocity, he's got to have some level of deception to be able to get the ball by guys. And he's a guy who has to have strikeouts generally in order to succeed. And he doesn't seem to have that same deceptiveness right now. And uh, he's going to finish out the year. He's got a couple more starts to go. They, Brad Ausmus made a point to say that they're not going to make any major adjustment in his uh, schedule based off that one outing. But you wonder if they're out of it by the time his final start comes around against Cleveland, Will they throw him out there again, or will they just say, you know what, we've used enough innings on him. Let's take this chance, let him ride into the offseason and focus on getting ready for next season, even if he does feel healthy. All right, well, that's a wrap for this hugely positive and optimistic <laughs> uh, podcast, but the Tigers do have uh, Minnesota and a, uh, a Kansas City team that, that's really uh, scuffled in September uh, coming up this week. So certainly opportunity to, uh, um, you know, put themselves back in that wild card picture of course and so we'll see it's always wild in the wild card back and it, it, it's it's amazing how one week can can change the conversation and those ALE teams are also beating up on each other quite a bit as well yeah that's the thing the, the way things have swung from week to week with this club we could just as easily be talking <laughs> a week from now about the Tigers being neck and neck with goodness knows who right, right. in the wild card race and, and trying that. to figure out what they have to do over the final week trying to do the math.
We've joked about it all year. These podcasts have varied from two extremes just because we do them on a weekly basis, and this team has been uh, one different team or another every other week. It's been it's been an interesting season in that regard. So uh, we'll check back in with Jason Beck next week. want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.